All right. Welcome back to the Whitetail Experience Podcast. This is your host, Byron Horton. And guys, deer season is here. It is happening. A-Rod is joining me. A-Rod is the oh, third member of Whitetail Experience. He shot a giant back oh, three years ago, uh, upper 50s buck, um, November. It's, it's, it's an awesome hunt. It's an awesome experience. And uh, I'll never forget the phone call when he called me that day. But but A Rod, you are you are replacing Dave because he is a bum. Actually, no, I, he's uh, vacationing with his wife on their anniversary. But A Rod, welcome to the show, first time. Yeah, it is first time. Uh, how's it going? Good, man. I uh, you have done some podcasts, I think, with Walt, and 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 you know, I don't know, you and I almost talk on a daily basis, and it was like, man, let, let's do a quick like prep of Kentucky type uh, podcast. Um, you are literally leaving within the next oh, six, eight hours. Yeah. Um, was it five fifteen? Yeah. Like, you know, six to seven hours from now. Yeah. After working 12, you know, 10 hour shift. Yep. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's cool. We've, uh, I guess to fill our audience in, um, we have got some reports from a buddy of mine who went down with another individual uh, to the piece we're going to, and he took a uh, a button buck. He thought it was a doe um, yesterday evening, and he saw some deer, and he actually saw a good bachelor group with a shooter in it crossing the road. Um, so we've got some positive reports, positive energy going into the, to you know our our future trip. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he's seen some deer, and I've seen um, two to three other deer shot in Kentucky. One yeah, hard yeah. one, but um, so they're seems like they're moving. Yeah, yeah, I saw Midwest. Well, and I saw too. I guess the temperatures are not nineties because we could easily have upper eighties, ninety degree temps, and it's like kind of flirting that that mid to low eighties. I saw later in the week when I'm supposed to be there, it could be in the upper seventies. Yep, yeah, I think it's uh, very low eighties, maybe eighty tops to, uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Now um, we also should should throw this caveat out there. I had a pretty good morning, sir. Yeah, you saw glass some deer. Actually, on my way to work, I've seen uh, probably eight deer, but that was at, you know, 5.30 in the morning. It was still pitch black dark. But um, they were definitely up moving this morning. It was pretty chilly. And uh, right now, it's chilly outside. It feels pretty oh, good Oh, yeah, outside. dude. It, it's, uh, it does feel like falls in the air. But, yeah, I got up oh, early. I just think I'm wired that way. And and I said, you know, I got some time here. And uh, – the wife had put put the kid kind of back to bed at 5 a.m. It's kind of his shift. He'll sleep till 7:38, and I was like, "Man, I, I'm about to, yep. I'm gonna go on a glassing mission." So I drove for a bit and and got down oh down there, and and uh, sure enough, I get there right at sunrise, and and I look in the back corner, and I can't really see too good. Um, and I I pull up my binos. I said, "Oh man, I swear that's some that 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 deer's got a rack on it," and. Uh, grab the camcord and, and and punch it all the way in and at that point i can see that it's a it's a better rack it's it's definitely a solid frame and there's he's got a buddy with him yeah from the video you sent us uh look it looked like a pretty good rack um you you have to invest in a spotting scope well you just tell dave to let me borrow his his <laughs> yes. free spotting scope that he chose to buy well he bought yeah, it but i should get to use it especially when he's going out of town yeah what was he thinking on a vacation he's going on a vacation you know you could definitely use it yeah so um yeah pretty cool mission uh this morning um but yeah i think in the name of today's events like you and i have been kind of exchanging some calls and texts about getting prepped and ready for kentucky 
what do you uh, let's just kind of relay what you've been doing here the last week or two like kind of when did your preparation start um so e-scouting preparation a little while ago it uh really started coming on you know hard in the last two to three weeks i've really been focusing on it and um you know as far as bag prepping everything it's all ready to go i just got to put it in my bag tonight and I was supposed to do that yesterday, but did absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were, you were you're too busy catching up on those Kentucky spirit feels with, uh, I think it was some American honey. Yeah, some wild turkey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, I got but, me um, some. I got me some Miller Lights. Uh, we're gonna grill out tonight, so I, I'm getting started just a little bit now. Yeah, yeah, I did buy my Kentucky tag and stuff yesterday. Uh, it was pretty simple, a little bit simpler than I thought it'd be. Sure. And um, so tonight, I mean, everything's you know, in a box, like, uh, just say eighters. Um, I have a strap that I, actually is Dave's you strap around the tree and it has like six different hooks on it. You know, that's in the box, eighters, bow rope, you know, headlight, everything's in the box. I just got to put it in my bag. Yeah. You got and, new batteries um, in that headlamp, sir. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I sure do. Yeah. yeah the yeah. day I actually uh, shot that buck, I had a big debacle on a headlight battery, but. Oh yeah. That was the luck of the draw. But yeah. um, it's all ready to go. I mean, I've attached the sticks to the ambush platform and strapped it to the bag. And okay, so that's news to me. So work. you're gonna go saddle saddle hunting this this go around if you get up in a tree? Yeah, I'm definitely taking the saddle and the ambush with me. Um, you know, it's what total of you know uh, seven pounds for sticks and you know two pounds for us to stand. So that's nothing to carry around all day. Yeah, but I'm I'm definitely gonna have it with me. Um, I'm you know get there early well before uh, daylight and get set up somewhere. I kind of haven't figured out where I'm going to get set up and, you know, we'll figure it out in the evening time. Yeah. Where I'm yeah. Go. So, but yeah, so I'll, I'll have the saddle on the, the stand with me. Okay. Okay. So, so I think we should also point out that we have just dropped a YouTube video literally today on some of this process, uh, definitely more of an in-depth look to how we found a piece one to how we go about breaking it down with some maps, um, the different layers of the maps, whether it be aerial, topos, hybrids, and what we exactly look for. Like th this video is, um, it's nothing super fancy, but it's definitely got some good information. And just, we've, we've, we've been asked actually for years, how do you guys pick a new piece and go after it? And, and we've actually partnered with Onyx with this video series to kind of bring it to you guys in that fashion of, of how we go about the process. And then obviously with the video aspect of it, we can show how the results are going to yield. Like, you know, do we suck at hunting and, and, this is what we think happened or, you know, yeah. do we get fortunate enough to, to lay a doe or a buck down? Um, that, that outcome will all be kind of brought to you. I've got a playlist on the YouTube called the Kentucky public land series. Yep. They sure do. Um, you know, hopefully uh, we'll be able to get on some, I don't think I'm gonna shoot a doe tomorrow, but uh, if I do end up seeing a, you know, a shooter, I'm off Tuesday. So I'll have to have the mother-in-law watch the kid, but I'll, uh, I'll sleep in the truck overnight and see what I can get done Tuesday. If I do see a shooter though, that's the plan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we do have a couple of like, Oh, followers, fans, uh, from Kentucky. So I may be able to bum, uh, Oh, Mr. Aaron, it comes to mind. He was texting me the other day, uh, messaging. I might have to give him a call and, and say, Hey, hook my boy A-Rod up. He needs a shower and a place to stay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I have family in Kentucky, um, closer to Ashland. I'm not sure exactly how far it is from where we're going, um, but, uh, you know, 
worst comes to worst, I could definitely drive over there. It's yeah. it's a lot shorter than than our drive, my drive from out here. Yeah. So I think we should we should touch on some of the prep work that we've done going into the trip. Now I had a little bit more prep because I was I'm doing like a camping hunt here at the end of the week where I'm going to be down there Friday night and Saturday night and and hunting. Oh. Uh, let's see, hunting a handful of times over that two and a half ish, three day period. Yeah. Um, so you're going on a solo mission. What kind of, I, I guess, what did you have to get done here in the last month? Cause we picked a piece around July 4th, maybe midsummer, late summer. I don't really know. Um, but we kind of zeroed into a piece or two and, um, what, what I guess has been like some of your big items to get done here in the last month, Andy. Like overall, uh, you know, shooting the bow. Um, I bought some boots. Um, what boots did you go with? I bought the uh, Irish Shutter Vapor Treks. Uh, yeah, I've heard some. Grains. Yeah, they're 400 grains. Um, I wanted something, you know, for early season through mm, late November. You know, even, I mean, there's been times where it's been 60 degrees in January. That's very, very rare. But, but um, you know, mostly through early season through, you know, rut. Yeah. We early november yeah yeah i mean i i hunt my hikers the day i killed my buck there was snow on the ground i mean oh yeah it was cold that day yeah yeah i'm game for for a pair of hiker type boots and i've heard uh i've heard some good things about the kenetrex um i have one guy i've probably heard like three or four good reviews i did have one guy tell me they they just didn't hold up as long as he would have liked but i i feel pretty positive as far as the the number of positive reviews on that hiker style boot yeah, yeah, you've had pretty good uh, luck with yours. Yeah, I actually re- repeated and bought uh, the same Keen. Oh, I forget the exact model. Duran, maybe Duran Two. I Dur- think is Duran. The... Yeah, Duran Twos. Yeah, so I literally had that boot uh, put two hundred, three hundred miles on it, and turned around and just bought a same same boot again. Um, yeah. Now, did did you buy those from like Cabela's or online? Um, I, I forget how I got them the first time. The first time I went to REI, and I know REI, I guess, okay. is is a very anti hunting place. So I'll, I'll not give them my money again. Uh, but they have do they have a really good return everything incorporated REI. Uh, so you can like if your boots wear funny, or like I had a yeah. pair of boots that I I bought from REI and didn't realize that when my feet swelled after being in them for like seven hours one day that they weren't going to work for an elk trip. I took them in there and they said, no questions asked, pick out a different pair of boots. So, so yeah. like, REI does have a good exchange policy. And so, yeah, I, that's how I got the first ones. The second ones I picked up, uh, Keen did a, uh, a 4th of July sale. And so I just picked them up for $50 off the, the normal price or something like that. Yeah. Andy, yeah, how's the, uh, how, let's, let's yeah. talk both. Um, you've been shooting and, and shooting broadheads and, for those listeners that don't really know Andy, Andy can, can shoot the bow. Let me tell you, he, uh, uh, he, he you know, you placed really well at both working class bow hunter shoots. And, and, and I, I mean, we've won some money at velocity back in the day. And um, yeah, yeah, if I had been one arrow over 60 yards, I'm taking my boy a rod most times for sure. Yeah, definitely. I, I used to be able to, you know, I can still shoot well. Um, you know, I can shoot pretty, pretty good. Um, you know, this year, you know, the bow just got fully set up inside then, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you know, you're talking three years ago, I used to have it ready to rock and roll by March. So I'd shoot all summer long, but, um, yeah, I have no, um, you know, no complaints in my shooting. I'm, I'm definitely a pretty good shot, but, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes this year. I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, 
Now, me, myself, I, you actually were helping me on the phone today. I've had a handful of debacles here in the last 24 hours. I, let's see here. It's Sunday. Friday, I, I had been sighting in my bow, um, getting it set up. Logan, the guy who was on the podcast a few weeks ago, uh, helped me get it set up. And I, I was making some sight adjustments. And I launched an arrow. And I launched an arrow, and it was like three inches left. And I went to go draw a, a third arrow. And I hadn't tightened my horizontal axis on my sight. And the whole housing just fell to the ground. So I was like, sweet, that's yeah. what you want on a yeah, Friday. Yeah, that sounds like our, that's our, our buddy Matt, uh, first day of the season, you know, all those are already rock and roll. First day of the season, he gets in and, you know, uh, lunchtime we all come out and we're like, did you see anything? He's like, yeah, well, I had a doe come in. I went to go draw back and my whole, <laughs> whole site housing fell off. I said, what in the hell? But yeah. Um, yeah, that's a hell of a debacle to have. Yeah, and then um, – so this morning I was shooting my HHA, uh, what is it? The What's the rest? Vertus. Vertus. HHA Vertus. Yep. Yeah. And I really like that rest. Um, and actually uh, a couple of Botex have said they like setting it up a little bit better than the low end uh, QADs. Um, yeah. Just because it's easier to thread the cord through, I think. Yeah. Okay. But uh, there's a, there's a, there's a little screw on the bottom side and I, I swear I'd look this rest over, but it was like underneath where I was looking and, and, uh, that thing had wiggled loose over thousands of shots or whatever. And uh, I shoot a broadhead and it's like four inches up and right. And it made the weirdest noise. And I look at that thing and I, I kind of am playing with the rest and that whole housing thing that, that like holds your cord, like comes right off. And I was just like, are you, Oh man. Same thing happened yeah, to me but, last year, like two weeks before or a week before season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the whole knob that, uh, the knob that, you know, um, Cox the launcher fell completely off you know um did you get that fixed you know we were talking about it It looked like you know you adjust the timing with the uh set screw and you just run the cord back and forth yeah but, um you know as far as that knob it looks like it you know just goes right into that little slot and it's it's fixed yeah so hopefully it'll be good and i should preface i shot probably 100 arrows i shot for an hour on saturday with broadheads trying to get my broadheads flying good and, and i really was having um like they were shooting good, but I noticed like some, some issues as far as my broadhead group was just a touch bigger than my field point groups. And don't get me wrong, my field points were hitting with my broadheads, but I felt like, man, like there must be, and I was, I was looking at my rest and I was like, ah, so that could have been the issue is, is that that set screw wasn't as tight as it should have been today when I shot, um, actually the bow shooting really good. Um, I did, I, so, 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 you know, I've had a, a, a little bit of issue here this week. I'm glad I'm not rolling tomorrow. I do think my bow is, is plenty like, um, dialed at 20 at 30 yards. It, it's, it's getting there. I don't have the most confidence yet. Um, excuse me, but yep. yeah, that's kind of my goal. The rest of this week is to really shoot some broadheads, um, at long distances and make sure I'm liking what I'm seeing down there. Yep. Yeah. That's one thing. Um, I don't know as far as like, I always wanted to go trad trad shoot and just go, you know, completely switch to a trad bow. But I think, I don't know. I think you need to shoot a lot more with trad gear just to keep that repetition. Yeah. You know, as far as a compound, it ain't, it's, it's nothing to just pick it up, throw a sight on 20, 30, 40, 50 is cake. But, but, um, trad shooting, I think if you're, if you don't shoot for a while and you know, you'll definitely be rusty. So yeah. I think you have to keep on it. Yeah. Cause last year I had some broadhead tuning issues with that prime like literally a week before yeah. season or whatever. Yeah, I remember and, that. And uh, same thing. I actually ended up setting up my old new breed and, and let her rip. And, and, and that boat 
that bow, that that's been my favorite bow forever. I, it just fits me so good, and I shoot it so good. Um, I, I won a lot of money at Velocity with that thing the first year I had it, and I, I'll never, you know, that that'll be my backup bow yeah. forever. I think. Yep. Yes. You, you know, you've had it for a long time. You you like it a lot. Uh, Dave really likes his BX thirty two. Um, you know, yeah, we're not even affiliated yeah. with New Breed anymore. Like, no, not know. at all. Um, yeah, when when Kyle and Josh Combs, like two guys that that we had, like like I text Josh Combs almost every week. Yeah, you know, and and um, when those two individuals left New Breed, we said, dude, we can't be here anymore. And and yeah, uh, those guys. I mean, Kyle could that come? You know, Kyle and Josh were the first ones to ever say, you know what, we like what Whitetail Experience is doing, and and we're gonna, you know, be yeah, actually they, they were. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's so, so little tangent there, but let's get back to the Kentucky prep talk. Um, yeah, for sure. Andy, yeah, what... I'm gonna do some. I'm gonna do some. Oh, so I'm gonna go ahead and do some shooting tonight. You know, one last time before I go. Yeah. What um, um, I guess what 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 I guess what's your game plan going for say a full day, headed down there. You know, talk me through your your dart throw in the morning. What's your midday look like, and and then we can get into expectations and kind of future plans. Yep. So uh, this piece. Oops. Oops. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's a there's a clover field, and uh, I'm gonna work my way to that clover field. Um, I have a southwest wind, so I'm gonna you know stay to that north side and get over there in the morning. It's gonna be my dart throw. It's a, about about a mile walk. And then um, I'll probably scout around the west side of that place for a little bit. And then actually I'm going to get in the truck and uh, drive around. Um, there's some ag fields on the edge of it. So I'm going to cruise around through them and see what's, you know, is it actually, is it just grass? Is it corn? Is it beans? What is mm -hmm. it? And then uh, I'm going to park on the east side of this place and actually northeast side and kind of work my way um, south a little bit and get somewhere in the tree in the evening, very late evening you know, uh, hour before dark. Yeah. Now, um, now, now let me slow you down here and ask some, a couple questions. Like when you're throwing this dart, are you, are you just picking what could be a potential bedding area with a, a couple food sources nearby? What, what made you say, you know what, I'm going to throw a dart here and are you getting in a stand? Are you staying on the ground? What's your, what's your morning dart throw? Tell me that game plan. Let's just stay specific to that. Yep. So at first I was going to go, and try to beat some bucks back to their beds if they're even bedding there um, in the southern piece of this place. And but you know, just like this morning, you know, I seen deer broad daylight on their feet, so I don't want to just be trying to do there in the morning. But um, so yeah, I'm gonna go up to this uh, you know, piece up here by this uh, clover field and try to get set up on it and see if uh, be able to kind of see in the morning, almost like an observation sit. Yeah, should be able to see pretty good. Um, see if I can see anything cruising, and yeah. then if I do, I can definitely make a move off of that. But yeah, just more of an observation sit in the morning. I should sure, be able you, to see pretty good ways. The the this secluded clover type field or, or or whatever. Are you planning on on getting about a hundred yards and then kill the headlamp? And and I know you said you're going in with the ambush. So are you just kind of trying pick a tree that's maybe a, a oh a, let's say ten fifteen yards off that that tr um that edge so you don't you know get skyline getting into it i guess walk me through and and obviously we've never been there we don't know what this looks like but what's that yeah, look exactly. like because because when you said that i'm thinking these deer could be out in that clover field in the dark here yeah, you come exactly. blazing away they may scatter yeah. 
No, no. There's a uh, um, like a, some wood lines uh, just north of that place, and uh, the walk in actually is not going to look too bad, as you know, as far as I can tell. But like you said, have no clue there. But um, no, I'm definitely going to kill the headlamp or, or go green. Some mm -hmm. I'm gonna go green, green light, somewhat. I don't know, you know, roughly 500 yards away, and then I'm gonna kill the light. If it did, you know, it could be uh, the moon could be out. I have no idea. If it's gonna be a bright moon, I'll definitely um, probably won't have a light. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, it's gonna be on like a, uh, I'll say a logging road or some kind of trail. It looks like. So you know, I have to get there. If it's like uh, Death Valley, you know, I'm not gonna have no light. I'll just yeah. turn the light off. If it's like Death Valley, but but we'll yeah. see when I get there. Yeah, are you gonna be in a in, in a in a tree? Oh, as the sun's coming up, so you can see that, yeah. that 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 field. Yeah, it's gonna be like you know, basically like a normal hunt. I'm gonna be there well before the sun comes up. Okay, nice. Just like on on any other uh, any other hunt, especially you know, you have no clue what what's was there. Yeah, you you really I, don't. Um, I, I somewhat, um, yeah, that's what I was talking to you and Dave about that. Like, should I go in a gray light? I kind of hate just showing up a long ways away from home, have zero idea of what is going to be there, what's going to look like, but, um, we'll see. Yeah. Now, now I have done this, uh, a few times and I can remember in Indiana and true, it was a rut. So a little different time period, but you know, never been to the piece. No idea. He scouted it for yeah. a couple hours, said, good enough, let's go. Literally yeah. woke up that morning, drove there in the dark, parked the parking lot, and uh, just started climbing this hill, and it was full of honeysuckle, and I ended up going the, like, yeah. what I call, like, right, if you will. Yeah. And I had to go a couple hundred yards, and I found some, like, more opening woods. Because when you go there, you have no idea, like, even the habitat. Like, you know, when we hunt here around Ohio, we, we kind of know, oh, hey, you can't come yeah. up this way because yeah. it's thick as crap. You know, yeah, like, yep. think about the, know, um, think about the they thick... went to Indiana last year. Uh, when we, when we went to Indiana, we scouted it, you know, in March. Um, but the area we actually hunted, we, we walked through it, you know, but we didn't go back till November 1st, no, it was October 31st. We went back and, uh, we went in pretty much blind, you know, we walked through that area, but so when we went in, it wasn't, wasn't too bad. It was, you know, straight uphill, but. We we made it there pretty quiet and stuff. Yeah. So you know, yeah, but that you know, so, pretty good. So that dart I threw in Indiana, like the sun comes up, I'm like, my this isn't the best. Let me work my way up the hill, and I seen a doe running, and then uh, I had a coyote come through, and I ended up walking uh, up that way, and I actually had a 115 inch buck come through a shooting lane at like 25 yards, had him dead to rights where there was a bunch of cover. And so I could have drawn my bow and then he stepped in 25 yards, looks at me like, oh shit. And uh, it's definitely one of those things like you can throw darts and then make moves. And, and I've thrown some darts even here in Ohio and, and true it's during the rut. Throwing darts in yeah. the rut is a lot easier than throwing darts, say in this oh, early yeah. September timeframe. Now, now Andy, we, um, oh, we got a hold of a forester map. And so we kind of have a second level of detail on this piece. Yeah, yep, you did. Um, are you going to key in at Oaks at all? Because I know they have started dropping, and I noticed today when I was glassing, some of those beans are starting to, to yellow up. And I've talked yep. to Greg in Wisconsin, and, and he says, dude, there's some bean fields up there that are full yellow-brown, like like they're a no-fly yeah. zone. Yeah, it's funny. I seen uh, yesterday on my way home from work, I seen some beans turning brown, and 
And um, I was remembering, thought back to where I think Cody DeQuisto was saying, you know, he gets gets a boner when the beans are either turning brown or the corn's turning brown. It's the corn. It's but, the uh, corn. And I noticed today yeah. some of the edge of the corn is, is starting to turn. Oh, yeah, yep. But, um, yeah, they're definitely starting to turn brown. But, uh, yeah, I took uh, screenshots of all the – Oh, all the stuff that, that you sent us, the, uh, you know, how it has all the, where the oaks are at, all the stuff that's been, uh, what do you call it, when you have a fire in the area. Oh, um, some sort of prescribed burns. Burn, yeah, yep, all that stuff. I took screenshots of all this stuff in this area that I'm going to, and then I'll just compare it to where I'm at in the woods tomorrow. And But, yeah, I'll definitely go check the oaks out. Yeah. They're starting to drop. Some people are posting pictures of them dropping. Yeah, I, I, I got a big oak right in the front yard, and, and I got one out back. It's got a couple caps under it, um, which I'm really hoping. Since, dude, there's there's a couple – I've seen a couple bucks, actually, in the area I live this year, and I'm I'm kind of hoping they, they, they squirrel down my way. Um, yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, I, I do have a nice oak in the front, and um, it's 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 dropping. Like, like there are green, green oaks under it um, for sure. Yeah. Um, let me yep. ask you this. What is, what is your, um, oh, when you're putting boots to ground right now, do you have a thought process behind what's your midday look like during this hunt? Like, obviously, you, you've kind of penciled in your first oh, couple hours. What is your midday looking like? Yeah, um, as far as midday, I'm going to stay north on this piece, uh, kind of a, yeah, maybe away from the area that I'm going to go in the evening. Um but yeah, I'm going to do a, a lot of foot, you know, boots on the ground during midday. Yeah. And um, might you take your, a two-hour power nap. <laughs> you got to take a two-hour power nap. You're getting up one, at like what? One in the morning? Yeah, I'm leaving at one. Yeah, I'm getting up at like midnight. Yeah. One so, of them so, power nap. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm the man of power naps. Now, now let me <laughs> ask this: When you're putting boots to to ground, are you? Um, uh, obviously, whatever the wind's doing tomorrow, you're going to just try and keep that in your favor. And it, it, if you kick up a buck or maybe you get into something hot, how does your plan change? So, yeah, I'm going to try to keep the wind in my favor. It's got a southwest wind tomorrow, 10 to 15 miles an hour. Look at that, but, folks. Um, He's done his homework. Oh, yeah. He got to. But, uh, yeah, the, the thing I was wondering, you know, I want to hunt this, you know, just say south, southwest portion. But um, I don't want to just, you know, come in from the, the northeast and just bust through all the woods and then go hunt. So I'm, I'm going to try to um, – there's actually a house or a parking area. I'm going to try to sneak around this hill. And it looks like there's a, a point right there. I'm going to get on this point and hopefully um, see something in the evening. But, yeah, y'all have a lot of boots on the ground. Uh, Oops. No, no. Um, Man, on the you east, need to stop stop your descriptions. Yeah, stop it. On the uh, – Oops. No it's straight uphill so i don't i don't think too many people are going to be over there so i won't i won't check around everywhere yeah 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 now now uh, let me uh let me ask this because you you've got a chance at a velvet buck um what if what if you would have some sort of encounter with a hundred inch velvet buck does that tickle your fancy or are you kind of holding out for more of a pope and young level yeah more of a pope and young level um even out of state i think more of a pope and young level Okay, but let's say he's 105 inches and he's in velvet. That puts him 115. <laughs> oh, 115 incher in velvet. I don't know. Um, man, it's gonna be tough. I don't know. I'm. I'll, I'll let him fly too. But, yeah, yeah. But it, it, and it probably de 
it probably depends too if he comes in and he's like 10 yards broadside like yeah 10 yards broadside you know um depends on where i park at you know not a far drive or a far drag oh Maybe. you just call me i'll be there yep yeah we'll see i'm definitely known to let him fly yeah so so are you um let's say you bump a buck are you going to attempt a bump and dump like Maybe he, you bump him off at 11, 11 o'clock because, you know, you, it's very realistic. You'll sit a couple hours in the morning and then be boost the ground, boost the ground, boost the ground. All of a sudden, it's 10, 30, 11 o'clock. You kick one off its bed. Would you sit the bed the rest of the day thinking he's got enough time? He'll circle back. I mean, you got like 10 hours of daylight at that point at 10 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, it's still pretty early. Um, I don't know. It'd be tough to tell. I'm going to see it try to check his demeanor by running away. You know, if he just kind of casually bumps out. I might. Um, yeah. What if he's a giant? Oh man, yeah, that's gonna be tough. Yeah, I probably you, would sit. You would have to, right? Like, why yeah. would you why you, why would you randomly you go, go rogue away. in yeah, another why would you area? Go rogue when when you just bump a giant. Yeah. The wife. Uh, so I have if I do bump a giant though, I will have the mother in law watch the kid Tuesday, and I'll, I'll I'm off work, so I'll stay overnight. But um, yeah, if you did bump a giant though, you know you'd have to have to hunt. Yeah. It, well, okay, let me let me lay this other scenario out because we talked to Sean and 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 obviously like text communication is not the easiest and and he was telling me that he seen a bachelor group cross the road and I don't know if that was on the public but bottom line he said that there was a shooter. My first thought yeah. is, dude, I'm hunting that area the rest of the trip. Yeah, yeah, you know, you you physically laid eyes on a shooter. You know, you yeah. got to get on him. That that'd yeah. be your mission to get on him. Yeah. So, yeah, I think um, now um, if you do find any rub lines, they can only be days old. I think I, I've, the big bucks I seen this morning, I have no idea if they're velvet or not. Um, the I saw two small bucks also glassing. One was hard horned. Yep. Um, so I would think if you catch some rub lines, like that's some pretty pretty good intel. Yeah. Yeah, pretty fresh intel. You know, you'd have to probably have to try to set up somewhere near it. Yeah, or at least take fresh it uh, take it as high as, as high level sign. Um, so, brand so new. yeah. So, you know, so I remember, you know, just eat, you know, quite a few years ago, I'd always think they'd be rubbing. You know, starting in mm, early mid October, but just last season, you know, they were uh, very first day. I, I went in six or seven, you know, fresh rubs right there in the group. Mm-hmm. bed yeah i left my stand in there overnight came back the next morning you know they were definitely fresh dude i have found one rub in august uh it, it was when i was in college and i was i was trying to learn a new piece and, and i straight found a rub like august 30th yep um yep that's good yeah well i was dude i was so green i didn't even like go to look if there was like shaved velvet under it or, or anything that kind of that would have been pretty cool i think you know to put your hand yeah. on some shaved velvet but i was just like oh my god a rub like oh let yeah. me mark let me mark this and this was hunt stand back in the day yeah <laughs> you know, yeah, old you, you know, hunt stand with drawn public landlines that you you converted from the maps online oh it was that was a that was a map yeah. there. Yeah, um, I like how you uh, I like how you keyed in on earlier during your uh, video series. Like right now, I have Onyx pulled up. You know, like once you kind of see the shape of the piece, mm-hmm. what I do is I just, I just turn the public uh, layer off and just turn the private layers on, and you know it's all the same color. There's nothing shaded. 
and you kind of know the area that you're gonna gonna be in. But yeah, um, yeah, it's almost yep. it's almost like a fresh set of eyes, and 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 yeah, when you turn some layers off and on, it always I feel like opens up new perspective. Um, let me ask this. Um, let me lay this scenario out. No, no good visuals. No good. Uh, oh feelings when you're you're scouting midday let's walk the people through what your evening hunt looks like um have you picked an area out let's say, let's say everything is is crap you, you you have a bad morning hunt you don't see a lot of deer sign later in the day you don't jump anything evening hunt walk me through it evening hunt i'm you know i might i might go to where i thought about going but if not i will just uh pack up and Oh, just pull the plug on that area and go to a different area that we were kind of talking about this morning. Okay. Um, I'd probably definitely, you know, if, if I don't see nothing that I like at all, yeah, definitely, I'll, I'll probably leave. <laughs> yeah. Pull a Dave and say that. When you it. say when you say area, like, are, do you mean okay? The, this piece is, uh, you know, I don't want to give any size dimensions or anything. Yeah, like exactly. that, But you you can go repark a vehicle and go somewhere else. Yeah. Yep. Correct. So, so that's what you mean yep. when you say you would go to a new area versus if you find some okay-ish sign or are you pretty much going to stay home in, in whatever you found in the midday? Oh uh, yeah, definitely. There's, um, you know, I see multiple, you know, Southern facing slopes, uh, you know, definitely some look like, you know, could be potential buck beds, some nice uh, benches that I would definitely go check out. Yeah. Uh, He's yeah. looking really hard at the maps folks. Oh yeah. He's, yeah, got, sure he's, he's got his he's got his laptop or computer or uh, yeah. uh, iPad next to him. And yeah, he's the, at. where I'm going in the morning is um oh the, there's a, a small field and it's actually on the opposite end of a saddle, so I can kind of get on the higher side and look into there. Yeah, but well, um, you can't you can't see very good because of the foliage right now. Yeah, true. That's true. You know, like you get elevated know. in November, you can see everything, but you get elevated here in September, it's it's it's. You, you still can only see the lower lower canopy stuff or like lower yeah, possibly. yeah depends on how how high this uh first hill is yeah yeah if it's well over top of the the opposite hill then probably could but we'll see now now andy you've hunted a a bit of indiana but this is kind of your first oh journey tag in hand yeah. what is yeah you know, if I had to tell a, a couple people any anything about hunting out of state, I would encourage them to 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 do it now and and just go do it because that's something that I really regret not doing earlier in life. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, we've talked about it. Dave said, you know, just just go do it. You know, it's totally different than what you're used to. Um, you know, put your skills to the test. Um, you know, you know, have an adventure. Just definitely go do it. Yeah. Now, and, and also too, it gives you a second tag because here in Ohio, I mean, Andy, well, how many, yeah, how many bucks have you let walk that were kind of tweeners at the time in yeah. your bow hunting career in the last 10 years that if you had a second yeah. tag, you would have shot that, that, that tweener buck knowing you're going to go to Indiana, you're going to go to Kentucky because you've got a second tag to maybe chase a giant. Yep. Yeah, you sure do. You know, you got two, two buck tags, one in Ohio, one in Kentucky, and then multiple doe tags in both States. You know, there's, so many scenarios that could play out you know you could definitely have a, a whole nother tag in your pocket yeah now now you never answered the question 
how many bucks do you feel in the last we'll we'll call, we'll call it 10 years you know when you really start uh, hunting hard can you think of four bucks two bucks three bucks that maybe you would have shot had you had a second tag oh i mean you know um definitely three you know okay. just right off right off within you know five yeah. ten seconds yeah, yeah without thinking hard you said three bucks and, and and there is something to that final 10 seconds of bow hunting that that you know maybe you get cracked yeah, and you only kill two out of those three but like there's something yeah. to closing the deal that that i think you would as a bow hunter even if it's just mentally you'd be com- a, a smidge more confident if you killed those two tweener bucks two out well, of yeah. those three I have a video on my Facebook, uh, real old in my photos. I mean, it was a hundred and, uh, you know, 15, 20 inch, 10 point, you yeah. know, November, November, early November. I had, I seen like 12, 12 deer that morning right under my stand, but. I Is that the one that comes just, like right oh, underneath you? Yeah. Yeah. He crosses the Creek and comes right, right, right under me, you know, dead rights. Yeah. Um, looks up and, and busts me, but you know, he could have been gone a long time ago if I wanted him, but mm-hmm. just tough. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is tough when you have dreams of shooting giants and you only got one tag. And <laughs> yeah, you, yeah you, and you don't see out, them every day, you know? You, do, you hold out till muzzleloader and you're like, shit. Like I'm, and that's fine. Yeah. You, you learn a lot holding out, but you also yeah. learn a lot from shooting those tweeners and getting some bucks under the belt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so, it's a tough, tough call. Yeah, Andy, let's talk a little bit before we wrap this bad boy up. Um, fu- future plans. Um, you and I both talked. Kentucky has a has a muzzleloader season in October, and we, yep. assuming we don't shoot bucks, uh, we do plan to go back because you give me a muzzleloader October or whatever it is, I feel pretty deadly in the woods. Oh, definitely, you know, with a muzzleloader, but uh, <laughs> yeah, three hundred and thirty-five dollars. You know, I'm definitely going back. <laughs> oh, them them does better watch out, man. Well, yeah, that's the, you know, uh, if you save one tag for a buck, you know, that's three other doe tags in your pocket. And then you can just concentrate on a buck here in Ohio. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, like you said, there's an early muzzleloader season, October 14th, I think, you know, so definitely wouldn't mind, uh, walking around with a gun in hand that early. Yeah. yeah they got a, and then they're, so, so I guess a negative Kentucky is they got that kind of ruddish gun season that comes in, uh, November 15th ish every year. And, um, my father-in-law yeah. has a thirty thirty, so I could grab that and head there, or use a muzzleloader and go down. And yep, yeah, same thing. Father-in-law has you know a couple of rifles, like you just said. It's it's rut, so you know you could catch one at one hundred and fifty yards and, and and be able to shoot him or attempt to. <laughs> at least that opening morning, I would think. And and the other thing that I kind of am intrigued by by Kentucky and and maybe some of these more rural areas is um, taking a muzzleloader and kind of doing a. Oh, a big like seven mile loop through like the mountains, if you will. Go to the, some of the. Uh, oh, there's plenty of Boone National Forest down in Kentucky. Uh, Indiana has some big forest stuff you can get way back in on. Um, Ohio, Ohio, it, it just seems like our big pieces of timber aren't very big. Yeah, I, I heard it was you and Dave. I think talking. I'm pretty sure it was you and Dave talking in the podcast. It had to be. Um, yeah, there's not. You know, you can't walk very there's very many places you can't walk you know two miles ahead of road you know for there's not that many places in ohio that you can walk two miles one direction and not hit a road yeah exactly so so yeah i i might go for a mountain muzzleloader hunt in um oh their later half of the season if if time allows and you know this piece is about four hours so so i could do it hunt the morning and come back um 
Yep. You know, and not be gone too far or much from the wife and the kids. And yep. Yeah. Like you said, you know, go muzzleloader hunting in the morning, you know, um, take the bow with you. Yeah. You know, go somewhere in a, in the evening with a bow hunt in Ohio and you know, you got to, you don't have a four hour drive home. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so essentially what we've, we've talked about, especially for that early muzzleloader, should we drive down, hunt the morning there with a muzzleloader? You know, you got, extended range and ability to shoot through some brush i mean a muzzleloader these days i was telling dave about this and and maybe we invest in and in kind of that second tier muzzleloader uh if anyone yeah. has a recommendation please put it in the comments of the podcast but like the the oh the the cva optima with thompson center i think it's the impact is there they're a little bit higher yeah. tier than say a wolf i i currently have a, a cba wolf that i've kind of corroded um but it's like you know, you could take a muzzleloader and it's essentially a hundred, 150 yard rifle in a pedestrian yeah. hands, a single shot. Um, you know, yeah. And you know, mid October, if you don't have nothing here that you're chasing, you know, you catch a good cold front, you could easily go to Kentucky. Dude, I have, yeah, I've had a good amount of encounters October 15th through the 17th. Like I can think of, um, a couple one twenties, like, yep. you know, that, that, you know, and that yeah, was earlier yeah. in my career. So maybe now the, those encounters with a little higher caliber yeah. could happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. So we'll see, we'll man. See. Well, we'll Andy, see I think, uh, I think we've laid it out for the people. I think, uh, you know, I, I hope, you know, people check out the, the Kentucky public land series. So a lot of what you see literally in the next 24 hours will be on our YouTube channel. And then obviously me and Zoe boy, are heading down Friday uh, for a couple day hunt, and uh, you know we're, we're yeah. going to continue to pump some some of those videos out to to kind of show oh, the process and and what we see and what we do and and uh, man, I hope we're successful. Did Did you ever find any kind of a campground or I think even in that oh. Daniel Boone National Forest, you can camp just right in the woods. You just got to get a permit. Yeah, so, I, ca- yeah I kind of screwed, I screwed up on the campground situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is a funny story. Uh, the first campground I Googled was the, the closest to the piece. I was like, oh, let me check this out. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I mean, let's just say there were some rainbow colored flags on the literally campground sign. They had like leather weekend. And I was just like, this campground is definitely a no fly zone for, 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 for me. And I was like, geez. So then I clicked on another one and I saw it, you know, it was a park. Um, I don't know if it was a park or, or a state park or anything like that, but the campground, they had a few electric sites. I was like, all right, let me grab my wallet. Oh, it's in my truck. Okay. I'll come back in a day. Went to click in the next day and boom, all the electric sites were gone. So I'm going to take the boat battery and in it and an inverter and uh, we're yep. going to rock a, a, a cheaper campsite at that location. Okay, cool. So you did find something though. Yeah, yeah, I got it booked, and uh, I'll be taking the new tent, and uh, yeah. So I've got I've got a little bit more prep to do myself. I want to shoot my broadheads. I still have to actually organize like my hunting pack and get my my camera arm in there. Plus, like you know, I got smaller binos this year. I got a, a the rangefinder. Dude, I, I, I I'm not gonna lie. I spent a little money. Um, I got the okay. Diamondback 8x32s, like a smaller profile, and they redid them with some HD glass. And I thought, oh, HD, it's just like the TVs and blah, blah, blah. They're just trying to market it. Me and Zoe sat there in the yard, and, and at 40, 50 yards, like we could see a difference between the old Diamondbacks and the new uh, oh. HD model. Um, as oh, far I'll as- have to check uh, 
So I wanted something more compact. I traded my 10 by 50s, uh, just say Gen 1, the first one. Yeah. Um, when I traded it, the guy was like, these are the Gen 2 uh, 10 by 42s. Yeah. So that's what I got, the 10 by 42s, the Gen 2. I think they might be HD. I'll have to look. But, yeah, they seem pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. I, like I more compact. Yeah, I, and yeah, 10 by 50s are, are, are bigger. Now, I, w- I would say uh, anybody listening to this that's like, oh, I'm going to invest and get the second tier binos, you know, something in by Nikon, Bushnell, Diamond, or Vortex. The um, the 10 by 42s are probably the workhorse do all bino. Like, yeah. like that does, you know, you can go shoot 3D with them. You can glass bucks in the summer with them better. You can hunt with them just fine. I got the eight by 32s. I had a little disposable income, you know, and, and I, I wanted a smaller profile. And let me tell you, dude, they, they're, they're pretty slick for, for bow hunting, like smaller in the pack, lighter. And they're just, they're nothing to sit in a glove box. Like I, I've been really enjoying the eight by 32s. You still have your other ones? I do. I, I do still have my other ones. I don't. Now, like when you go to just say Kentucky, are you going to switch to the bigger ones nope nope just uh, dude i've been just taking those eight by 32s everywhere they sit um in the console of the truck um i guess if i was going on a specific glassing mission sure i'd grab the 10 by 42s if i was going to shoot 3d 10 by 42s but bow hunting those eight by 32s dude smaller in the pack dude vortex gives a a great warranty like I'm, i'm pretty jacked about them Oh yeah, they got really really good warranty. Yeah, no question. Uh, Jason, Jason Sam Koviak really recommends them, um, and he he actually really likes a seven by thirty two bino that okay. some old models and stuff. But yeah, the eight by thirty two is it, they're slick, man. I, I really like that size of profile, especially for us kind of running gun mobile public land guys. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Them ten by fifties are pretty big. They're you know, they're oh uh, nine long. They're yeah. big. All right, yep. A-Rod, I think we're going to sign off for the evening. I got to go grill some stuff and, and, and take care of the kiddo. And I, you got to shoot some broadheads and, and get on the yep, road at midnight. Yep, literally going to go shoot right now. Then I don't even know if I'm going to eat tonight. I'm going to go shoot and then uh, go to go to sleep. Yeah, wake up. Uh, for, for the folks, A-Rod texted me. He's like, uh, I'm taking off work two hours early. I'm just too hyped. Yeah, yeah. You know, the as the day went on, I'm just sitting there like twiddling my thumbs like, I've got to get out of here and go. <laughs> so I just, I just, I just told the guys. I said I'm going. It and then, slow day, slow and what day, was it? So Friday, you, out. Friday, you texted me. Uh, are Are you going to kill something this year? Are you just going to fiddle fart around it? And, and I could, I didn't even respond to the text. I called him, and my first thing out of my <laughs> mouth, I said, "You listen here, son." Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, business in 2020. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's um. Yeah, it comes up on you fast. You know when. I knew I was going to hunt Kentucky, but you, it, I don't know. It just came up on me fast, like tomorrow. Hunting yeah. season starts tomorrow for me. Yeah, it's crazy. It's cr- it's crazy. Yeah. Yep, so I'm um, pumped up. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, I got once I Once I shoot a few more broadheads, I'll be feeling really good. All my camping stuff's prepped. I got a little meal prep tonight. I'm going to freeze some uh, biscuits and sausage for, for morning breakfast. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's – All right. That's, minimal effort but yeah guys check out our youtube channel we got a full breakdown going on out there if you're a guy like man i want to see this process come at you um definitely check that out a rod i think team harder and bucks we're out yep out